Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen, powered by ELEC 825. We are thrilled to join you on 610 ESPN, ready to help you move into the weekend, talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff, it's a, a little break in NFL football. It's All-Star Weekend. I, I know that you will be sitting on your couch all weekend watching hockey and football All-Star games, right? So, so you know you know what I like about this time of year? That no. you don't ask me whether or not I watch Thursday Night Football. No, now I ask you if you watch All-Star games. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's even worse. No, no. You, actually, <laughs> actually, you asked me about the skills competition. Okay, we'll start yeah. with that then. Uh-huh. So my wife called me out last night, if I'm being honest. I mean, she knew when we got married that I watched a lot of ridiculous sports, but she came in and yeah, I was. Yeah, but nobody could anticipate. I was watching what you're about to say. Pro Bowl dodgeball. Uh-huh. You're the one. This is NFL players playing dodgeball. You realize this? And she looked at me, yeah. and she she gave me that look like, "Are you serious?" And I didn't even need to reply. Her answer was, "Yeah, I know you are." <laughs> I was watching. There it. were as many people watching it that as didn't vote for Derek Jeter for the Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, one. That's a shot right yeah, there. Right. Shots fired uh-huh. early. So uh, I should take it that you did not watch the NFL skill competition. I didn't then. even know it was on. <laughs> it is a thing. Yeah. Our man behind the glass there is what he's going. Is that a thing? Yes, it yeah, is. A I thing. mean, seriously, what was it? You said dodgeball. They, what else? They had like the receiver had to stand on a spot and make all these catches over the shoulder and stuff. It was, it was, sounds really exciting. It it was not the most and exciting what, what, thing and, to and watch. Did they TV. win anything for this? I'm sure they won like, money. Did they get little participation trophies? I'm sure that they won money. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't shared on that. And it's in Orlando, which means it you is. can't get no. It's in Miami, isn't it? Isn't I it? it don't they do Orlando. it in the same place that they do the Super Bowl? I don't know. See, that's how important this is. Nobody even knows where it is. Well, it looked. I. It was either in. It was someplace it used to be in it Hawaii. Was, it was cold. Is yeah, what but, it was. They but, were. They were all wearing like hooded sweatshirts. Why did they move it from Hawaii? Because like, nobody was going, and they wanted fans? players, or fans play- or players. Oh come on! If you're a player and you have a chance to go to Hawaii, no, with your because family you have to bring your whole family. Right. And you, it's a lot of stuff, and apparently they weren't oh, going. Wait, you're going to complain about this? You were just in Hawaii. I didn't. No, no. Do you complain about it? Don't mistake my explanation you when you it. ask a question for complaining about it. Okay. I was very clear what I said. I'm not complaining. They were complaining. Not me. So they'd rather go to Orlando than Hawaii. So or, I'm, so or, I'm Orlando, told. don't call us. Look, Hawaii is better for a vacation. It doesn't make much sense to me either, but right. apparently that's what's going on. All right. So, I, so you're not going to watch that All-Star no, game on I'm Sunday. I'm not going to watch. Will you watch? Wait, so do they actually, have they gone to flag football yet for it? No. Okay, but that was the thing that surprised me. What? Don't you remember a few years ago Ooh, they had the beach football where they played flag football? Yeah, and somebody and got the hurt. the person like broke their leg, basically. Right. It tore his, I think it tore his knee. So how do yeah. they do that with a liability with dodgeball? Come on, Mr. Lawyer. I if, wouldn't. If I'm a team owner and I've got my star receiver out there jumping and playing dodgeball. Yeah, because uh, uh, look, if when I was playing dodgeball, the thing you're not allowed to peg someone in the head. So what you do, you, you went low, right? If you go low and you take out their legs, they could get hurt. Uh, step on the ball, <laughs> break yep. an ankle. That, there, there's all look. I mean, anybody can get is, injured doing uh, so anything. Are we just this being, just doesn't seem like are we a just smart being thing to old do. right now that we're sitting here talking about injuries, watching football. Does that like no? That's because you when being I was because when I was like 15, you, I really wouldn't care. I would just wait, think it cool that they were playing dodgeball. Can, but can, now I think about what if somebody gets can hurt. Can we just go back into the time machine a couple weeks ago when I volunteered you to go kick field goals at, at the Meadowlands and you refused to do it because you might. Pull a hamstring. Not like they were going to let me into the Meadowlands. Yes, they would. No, I don't think so. If we could get you into the Meadowlands to to attempt, it's MetLife now, by the way. I I don't care what it's called. 
Yeah, I would try it, but I still think I would pull something. <laughs> no, you said you wouldn't try it. So I've we, rethought we, it. We, I will try it. You will now try it. Yes, I All will right. try it. I'm not saying that I will actually do well, but I'll try okay, it. Okay, you're in. I tried out for a basketball team while I went on the court while you no, tried yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't want to overstate my effort there that day. is what Look, you did. I still have not been told that I did not make the blue coats, okay? I've never been told that I was cut. I just didn't tell. That's because you weren't listed because you never went in in a game. I was there with the seven-footer who played yeah. over in Europe. We were both there in the same group. I have no idea how he we arrived played. together. You didn't play. You right. stretched. Let's get into some basketball now. Six oh, and you did. I think you did fall, fall down. I did fall down. Look, you know what? I did not pull anything or tear anything, so it was a successful day for me. Sixers had won four in a row. They had played the Knicks, Nets, and Bulls before losing to Toronto the other night. They're now 29 and 17, good for six plays in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, but they stink on the road. Yeah, tell me, what is going on with this team? They're 14 and 2 at home, and they they can't win to save their lives on the road. I don't know know what happened. Can we talk, by the way, for a second? Okay. Sure. For our listeners, (laughs) I'm going to make a confession. I'm colorblind, okay? Not really colorblind, color confused. So, like, color contrasts are difficult for me. By the way, nobody's going to agree with you. What is up with the Brooklyn Nets court? It's gray. It's like gray and black and white and shades of things, and then they're wearing gray jerseys, and I couldn't see anything. That's their thing. It's not my thing, okay? Yeah, but nobody— I couldn't see. I mean, I get it. Nobody watches the games anyway when they play, but I couldn't figure out what's going on there. Look, I'm pretty sure that Jay-Z kind of knows what he's doing more than you do. Probably. When it, it was like when the NFL did their color rush and they had no, the green the and the red thing. jerseys and it's I couldn't see anything either. Thing. I could not see the gray jerseys on the gray courts. Anyway, so the Sixers won in Brooklyn. So you just wanted to complain But they lost. Their, I did, which I just wanted to get that right. out of the way. They lost their 15th straight game in Toronto in the regular season out there. Your thoughts on still not being able to beat the Raptors? We need to get some Canadians on the team. <laughs> we need to get Stauskas back here. Well, Siakam's going to the All-Star game. Yeah. So uh, what, what's your take on the state of the team? Embiid's still out with his hand injury. He yeah. has been practicing again. The state, uh, the apparently, state of the according to we reports. We could do that MASH song now, too. Nobody still will because, know what that because, is. <laughs> because now you have Richardson out for a couple weeks. He is uh, a yeah. strained hamstring to, out two to three weeks. So they, they are, they've got the Sixers, the Eagles. By the way, apparently. I. I, I'll bet you right now that it lasts more than three weeks. Of course it's going to last. Yeah. He's going to be out till after the All-Star break. Easy. Yeah. Easy. I agree. He's not coming back. Yeah. So that means you're going to see some of Shake Melton out there. Yeah. You're going to see Matisse Tybel get more time. And they Is brought, Burke going to get off the bench? Doesn't look like it because they brought up Zaire Smith today. He was called up from the Bluecoats, and he'll be available tomorrow. What night. is Brett Brown's problem? He with really Trey doesn't Burke. like Trey Burke. Apparently, why? I don't know, but uh, Trey Burke can't get in the game to save his life. Some days, Neto gets on the floor before, and he he's does. horrible. I know you're not a Neto fan. No, he's horrible. Would you like Neto more if he went to Michigan? No. <laughs> would you not like one Trey, bit. Would you like Trey Burke less if he didn't go to Michigan? No. <laughs> uh, look, you, take all that out. Just look at the games. When Trey Burke has been in the game, is he not a catalyst for the offense? You and I have both been on that bandwagon. Okay, so you know so you. if you if you if you all you have to do is observe it, and what you see is when he's on the court, he's a catalyst. He's moving the ball around. He's creating space. What do you see when Neto's on the court? I see nothing. I see a guy who's getting beat on defense. I see a guy who's turning the ball over, and at times he's just falling Look, down. I've told you a few times. I don't know what Neto and Kyle O'Quinn are doing on this team. Okay, Norvell Pell is out of days, and now he has to stay down in the G League until right. they figure out what to do. 
Neto so gets is Jonah Bolton going to get off the bench. Well, that's now? what I don't understand because he was dressed. I don't get how they're managing these players that they do have, and so now you bring Zaire Smith up. Are you just going to sit him on the bench? Yes. Tomorrow night against the Lakers, like that's you've been exactly doing. Exactly what's going to happen. I mean, yeah. Before the other night, Shake. By the way, Shake played well. The other he night. did. He had, he had eighteen minutes. He had a couple of threes. Yep. He played really well. Mm-hmm. Corkmus played well. He's been playing much better than anybody thought. But I don't understand what they're doing with some of these players. It just doesn't make sense to me what their they're rotation is. They're just feeling still. themselves out for the third, fourth, fifth year in a row. Well, you know, it's funny. Everybody said there's no plan, including myself. It'll be so great they get a full year to play together. Yeah. Who? They're never going to get a full year to no. play together. It's just not going to happen. And, and especially if Brett Brown's not going to develop a rotation. When is? You've been watching basketball for a long time. Is he Have the you, Gabe Kapler on. of Stop. basketball? Stop. Let me ask the question. Okay? Don't go to Gabe Kapler now. No set rotation. When is the last time you saw an NBA basketball team without a set rotation this deep into a season? No, you not a successful team. Yeah. There, I mean, you there, see teams all the there time is, without There it. is no set rotation on this team. And, yes, I understand right now Embiid is out. You can still set the rotation. But isn't that what you complained about with the Phillies for the last two years, that they didn't have We're a set rotation? We're not talking about the but Phillies. This is, the, no, basketball is completely different not, than baseball. Though, it's professional sports and people understanding that they have a defined role. Yeah, but it's—, it's, it's no, you can't, Basketball players want to know what oranges. their role is. They're right. the same. They're athletes. No, it, this it's is, a different sport, but it's the same thing. They no, want to know the where rota- they're playing. The rotation is different in basketball uh, yes the, the, it's not it's not necessarily defined roles but it's more about who fits with who and, and the problem yeah. is brett brown just keeps playing mad scientist there is there is no cohesive plan for who goes with who it's it, you literally sit there look my my seats are right behind the bench uh, you you should be able in, in almost every other nba team that i have ever watched dating back 40 years, you know who the sixth guy coming off the bench is. You know who's coming off seventh. You know who's coming off eighth for the most part. And you know when this guy comes out, this guy's going in. That is not the case when you watch the Sixers. You don't know who the first guy coming off the bench is. That seems like pretty obvious that you should know that who that's going to be. And 90% of the time, it should be that unless there's like an injury like what happens. With and Richardson. it's not because of injuries. No, this, this is Brett Brown looks around and decides he's going to feel it out. And you cannot go. You have to have a game plan. You watch a lot of film and you should know exactly what you're going to do. And if it's not working, then you change it up. You don't change it up five minutes into the game before you've had a chance to see if something works. All right. So Burke sits on the bench twiddling his thumbs and he's putting in Neto and he's putting in shake and he's putting in this guy and he's putting in that guy. And you're just sitting there watching him on the bench going, why is he not in here? Cause the last five games he, he was playing well. Like it, it's not like Burke was not playing well. He was playing well and took the spot away from Neto and didn't do anything to lose the spot. Neto just got it back. Feel better. No, I don't feel better because the next game I go to, I'm going to have the same thing that I'm going to have to watch. And I know these guys that if if they are put in a in a position to to use the skills and the positive they have best, I think that they could do better. I think that this so team should not the, be the so number you, six so seed in the East. You still believe that the pieces are there to put together a puzzle, but Brett just isn't doing it. Yes. Okay, because I'm starting to be concerned that the pieces don't fit together. 
So well, I'm, well I'm, Horford's the one that doesn't fit. And so that's my concern, that, especially that, when Embiid's on the court. Correct. Because they, they can't seem to be on the court. At, like, it, but here's the other problem with it. Brett's not using Horford properly. No, not at so, all. So it, it, you, I'm not... I never thought that Horford was the answer to here. I, I, Horford didn't want to be a backup center, and moving him to power forward was not the answer, which is what he did. The problem is, is that since Horford doesn't fit traditionally, Brett Brown's obligation is to make him fit within a scheme. If you could tell me what that scheme is, I'd really like to know because I don't know what the scheme fans is. Who want to know what the Sixers' scheme is? So what? So what do we do? Well, I think ultimately it's going to come down to if they're going to make any moves because he's not going to change his scheme. Fine. Well, let's say they make a— Well, I'll give you the players that are out there, and you tell me if you want any Okay, and, but, but before you do that, I'm going to tell you that any name you're going to throw at me isn't going to matter if Brett Brown's not going to use him properly. Well, I agree. Okay, so then what's the point? I didn't say there was a point. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> I say things without a point regularly. I, I, I'd, I'd still rather have Jimmy Butler here than Richardson. We get that. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead. So go run through your list, and then I'll just sit here and and with you want my Robert, arms full. You want Robert Covington back? Do I want him back, or do I think he's the answer? Both. Sure, I'll take him back. Is he the answer? No, he's who, not who, the answer. Who does he play instead of? Oh, because in, in all likelihood, that's a to, whole. to get him, you'd have to probably send Mike Scott and Zaire Smith to make the salaries match. Right. I don't know if that's. I don't know if I'm ready to give up on Zaire Smith yet to make that move because I don't think it's that much of an impact move, especially if you're going to keep relying on Corkmoss for that position. What's the difference between Covington and Corkmoss in that position, other than Covington plays a little better? Well, defense? no. What, what's the difference between Covington and Matisse? I'd rather have Matisse right. in there for his defense yeah. now. So that's what I'm saying. You disrupt it even further by making that move. Okay, the Kings are maybe well. Here, here's move a, well, you, you just you blew right past somebody. You didn't. You said you weren't ready to give up on Zaire Smith. Yeah, uh, I was of the belief, like you, that I could brush past Mike Scott just leaving. What what I've been hearing is is that Mike Scott is is really. If you're going to say that there's the any glue, the if there's any glue to the locker room, it's Mike Scott. He's the guy. Yeah. When Matisse got hurt and they went on the road, Matisse, uh, apparently Mike Scott was the one that was calling Matisse when Matisse was back here saying, hey, we miss you, hey, and trying to keep him involved in the team and keeping his spirits and, up. And that's the problem is that any move you make will probably include Mike Scott just from a salary perspective. Yeah, they have, a, they, a, have, they have, deal. I know Horford was supposed to be that veteran leadership. He hasn't been. I don't think he is it. All right, so the Kings are maybe looking to move Bogdanovich. You interested in that? I don't know how he fits. You're probably going to have to move Scott and or Zaire Smith and or Furkan Korkmaz and or some combination of draft picks. Well, in before there. you before you go with uh, down this road again, the question is: Is Furkan Korkmaz for real now? Like, is he a guy that we're gonna we're gonna sell high on, or is he a guy who now you are confident? Because remember, the Sixers gave him up last year. They, blew, they got lucky that he came yeah, back. They blew the chance to easily sign him to a two-year deal and had to wait to make sure that he for didn't like want a really to go. low amount of money. Yeah. So, so is he? Did he all of a sudden do uh, something? Is there a middle ground between is he is for real and are you ready to sell high? Because I'm not ready to sell on him, but I'm not sold that he's for real. I'd want to see more. Well, of what you're getting he close is. to the trade deadline. You pretend you're the general manager. You have to make that call well, now. I'd, are you selling I'd high make, on him? I want to make the real? call to see if he's worth a piece keeping. 
Because to me, he's a six-man type player that can come in and give you good minutes and knock down shots on a team that has a strong starting five. Okay. So I'm not ready to send him away, per se, in a deal. That's not to say that they won't. But I don't know if it's the right deal. Well, but I'm I'm making you the general manager. I would I'm, not I would not send him away right now. I would try and do something else before I would do that. He's shown more potential this year than I thought that he would, and he seems to be getting. When it. When he gets hot, he gets hot. Yeah, he seems yeah. to be getting it. I mean, he gets streaky at times, but he's not the liability that he has been on defense in past no, well, years well, either. He, he clearly worked on his body. I mean, he got stronger, and it's helped with his defense because he was he was putrid on defense. All right, year. Kevin O'Connor at the Ringer says uh, maybe Danilo Gallinari. You want to do that? No. You're going to have to see that one. No. I don't necessarily want to do that, but I would consider doing a move that moves Horford if you can do that. Because to me, he's the piece that doesn't fit. And he's the one that can yeah, get but if you value. If you, if, well, first of all, I don't know if you're going to get the value that you paid for Horford. No, no, you're with. getting pennies on the dollar. Right. I but mean, now, now it's it's cap room. It is. Yeah. That's all it's Can about. Can you get rid of his salary? It's about making space for yeah. somebody and else. And I'm not so sure you're getting rid of his salary and getting back anything equivalent in talent. How about Derek Rose? No. You interested in him? No, not at all. I don't want him either. Yeah. I, I don't want him either. I mean, that's an easy no. So right now, I don't see any pieces that I necessarily would want. So I think we're kind of stuck with I'll say with the this. same one again, but, it, but, but now that Zion's back, I don't think the Pelicans are going to get rid of him. Yeah, they're not moving Drew Holiday. Right. That's, that's, the, that's the guy. Geez, you're going right into my next thing. I'm going to leave the Sixers there. You see Zion yeah. the other night? Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Well, you know what's weird? He did not look good in the first no, half. No, not at all. But, but during the that, that fourth quarter. But that, that three-minute span that he went off. I mean, by 17 th points in three minutes and eight seconds. Including four three-pointers, which is the most he's ever had. Which is three more than Ben Simmons uh, in his so whole career. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I had to go there. Oh, yeah. You knew it was happening. Uh, ben Simmons still has a shot of three this week, right, Jeff? Nope. Nope. 23, mm -mm, not gonna. 23 games since uh, Coach said. You know, if they moved the three-point line in 10 feet, he still wouldn't have thought. When was the last time he would have counted as shooting a free? You right. know what? That's funny you say that because I've got some stats. Of course you do. In his first why, why season. else would I have asked that question? 79% of Ben Simmons' attempts were within 10 feet of the basket. Yeah. Last year we said, my God, he has to move out from the basket. 90% of his shots are within 10 feet of the basket. You know how many shots are within 10 feet of the basket this year? 93%. Well, I know. He's he taking 7% of his shots yeah. 10 feet and out. Okay, so you look at the mid-range game. He made 32% of his shots from 10 to 16 feet as a rookie, 26% last that season. count free throws? He's making 13% of his shots 10 to 16 feet away from the basket. So not only is he not shooting them, yeah. he's not making them when he doesn't shoot. That's he, why he's not shooting them. How is he regressing as he's some, is it just that he's he not no shooting it? It's, a no, it's all yeah, it is. It's all confidence. It's a mental game. Yeah. It's all confidence uh -huh. for him, right? Which is amazing that a guy that talented has that little confidence in his game. And you know he can shoot. You've seen him shoot. You watch him in uh, practice. Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's not going to light the world on. He's not J.J. Reddick. He's not but, a sharpshooter, no, but he's not but he can shoot. He he's can not me out there. He can shoot enough that he can create the space that we're all complaining that he's not making. Exactly. That's the problem. Can we leave basketball there? No, we can't because, because uh, I, I get a minute of, of rant. ranting about rant? the all-star all game selection. Oh, go ahead. Talk, right. Get on your taco fall, high what, horse. Uh, you weren't supposed to say the name. Okay, Do ready? It. Ready? Which one is... One person has 16 points per game, 7.8 rebounds per game, 8.5 assists per game, and 0.7 blocks per game. Okay, that's the, person A. The other guy has 4.3 points per game, 2.5 rebounds a game, 0 assists per game, 
and 0.5 blocks per game. I have no idea who the first guy is. The second guy has to be Taco Fall. <laughs> the first guy is Ben Simmons. And neither no, of them are no, all-stars no, right no, now. No, no. Ben Simmons, before the latest numbers, had 629,199 all-star game votes. How Ta- many did Taco have? Taco Fall had 620. Uh, had more. So Taco Fall currently has more all-star votes more. than Ben yeah. Simmons. Is that because fans are upset that Simmons isn't shooting? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think this is, and by the way, so the players vote too. They voted Simmons third, right? He no, vo- he was a, yeah, but but no, but people voted for Taco Fall. Players did. Players did. That bothers you even more, doesn't it? It. What are they doing? It bothers you that fans like, are doing do it. Bothers not, you more that players are doing uh, it. I'm guessing it's all of his teammates for the Celtics. But why would you do that? Why are you making a mockery of your own sport? I have nothing against Taco Fall. He plays in the G League most of the time. He shouldn't even be eligible to I'm be voted for. He good? shouldn't be on a ballot. You good? You feel better? Are you happy that Joel Embiid's in the All-Star game? No, because what's going to happen is he's going <laughs> to come back and play in that game after not playing in the regular and he's season. Hurt. And Sixers fans are going to lose their mind. Uh-huh. And then we're going to have to go through that for the next three months yep. of he hurt himself in the All-Star game. So, no, I'm not looking forward to it. I'd prefer <laughs> that Joel Embiid not get nominated for anything at all. So do you think you saw Keith's article, right? Yes. So you think T- Tobias Harris should be on the All-Star Keith's game? article is Keith Pompey's article in the Philadelphia Inquirer about whether Tobias Harris uh, getting, what did he shoot, 19.3 points a game or something yeah. like that, mm-hmm. uh, whether he would make the All-Star team too. I agree with Keith. I don't think that a team that's underperforming like the Sixers will get three guys on that team, and I think that Simmons will end up being voted as an All-Star reserve or named as an All-Star reserve. I think Tobias will be the, the lone man out there. And that's the final word on the NBA. That is the final word. Can we get to things that should have had their final word like 10, 15 years ago? What, Donovan McNabb? Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens. How, how did I wake up and all of a sudden this week we're talking about whether Donovan how did threw they up, wake up in the it? Super Bowl and yeah. whether T.O. was a cancer in the locker room? Like, for real? So he, here's the... Here's You're all rich people. Get over it. <laughs> it's like you made a lot of money off the game. Just deal with it. There are very few people in the in NFL history I dislike as much as I dislike Terrell Owens. And he's not the one wrong in this. No. Donovan McNabb... What, what did Terrell Owens say years ago? Keep my name out your mouth? Or was that Donovan said that about T.O.? I don't one know. What's the difference? The, the fact is, is that Donovan McNabb is incapable of not whining about something. He should just stop already. <laughs> Why is he whining about that Terrell Owens broke up the Eagles? They didn't break up the Beatles. This is the, the, It's not like they won a whole bunch of Super Bowls, did they? <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting into when I brought this up. I just wanted to know why I was hearing about it, but okay. It's I ridiculous. I agree it's ridiculous. I shouldn't have to hear about it. Nobody so, should. I don't know where this came from. I get it. Donovan was speaking but in an interview, here, whatever. Here, but, but really, all you need to know is number five will always five love Five will you. always love right, you. Exactly. <laughs> we got to get a drop for that. <laughs> so we can play that. Uh, did you watch the games last week, uh, the Chiefs advance? Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. They, it's ha- hands down. He is. And that team. Is, is there anybody in the NFL that is more beloved at this point than Andy Reid? Depends like, if you have some people around here. No, um, no, but, but that, that's my, I'm hearing a big debate no, this week about but, how much Eagles fans should love Andy Reid. No, but but that's but that's my point. I mean, look, yeah, we all have our issues with Andy Reid and times yours and and the, and all the nonsense that he does in post game press conferences. But within the NFL, that 
I'm not saying Shanahan. You're going to hear disliked. about it this week. Yeah, it, it, this, and if he wins the Super Bowl, this is all, he's going to be canonized. Oh, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. He will. He will get elected to the Hall of Fame if he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, taking two teams to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. the success that he's had building up franchises. Look, I I have no problem and with taking Andy that team. I, I mean, I, that that was that that is a revered franchise that has not been back to the Super Bowl fifty years in your lifetime. In, well, yeah, in my lifetime, right? In your lifetime, yeah. Have they been there in your yeah. lifetime? Uh-huh. I don't remember it, but they were. <laughs> it was in my lifetime. <laughs> I don't recall watching the game. I think I, I was just hungry at that point. <laughs> I hate to go there, but I was going there. Uh-huh. Uh, Chiefs were down 17-7 at one point, ran off 28 straight points. They didn't run out of fireworks this week, though, but uh, they won and punched their ticket. Mahomes had a run that was just sick. Um, he he literally is like watching a video game play, the things that he's able to do. The, the interesting thing about that is, though, he's not fast. It, it was like He's elusive. It, it was it was literally watching the highlight the highlight in real time, but it looked like it was in slow mo. Yeah, he just keeps going. He doesn't go right. down. Uh, in the NFC game, you know, it was a thrashing of the Packers. You know, they they tried to stay in it, but it was never even close. Former Eagle, is that is that the end of Aaron Rodgers? No, it's not. Not uh, that he's not. I'm not saying he's going to retire. I think the question the is whether Aaron Rodgers is the era as over. the elite top quarterback in the league i think that that's gonna pass him and you're gonna have the lamar jacksons and the pat mahomes and the younger guys sort of coming up in that conversation and he's gonna sort of be the the eli of the conversation of of the guy that's moving out of it i'm not i don't think he's done and by the way it it wasn't all the packers offense fault because the quarterback for 49ers garoppolo barely had to throw the ball and since i had to listen to your nonsense about him you might as well now here's your chance to vent i was about a running back that used to be on the eagles raheem mostert was an eagle he was drafted during the chip kelly regime he could have been the fourth running back option and they cut him now in fairness so did six other teams yeah i'm And he had a fumbling problem. You you can't blame the Eagles. I don't blame the Eagles. (laughs) I really don't. Uh, I blame Chip Kelly for a lot of things, but I don't necessarily blame them. In fact, the agent came out and said that the Eagles treated his player very well. But, I mean, Raheem Mostert was dominant. 220 yards rushing. Just, I don't know that he can can match that in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And then Tevin Cole, you know, we'll talk about the matchups next week, but Coleman hurt his shoulder. So, you know, it's a good matchup in the Super Bowl for sure, though. All right. Here's the deal. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to be the one radio show today that does not talk about whether or not Eli Manning belongs in the Hall of Fame. Next topic. So you just want to no, 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 stop, okay. stop. We're going to be the one show we, today that doesn't talk about Eli Manning and whether he should be. Can we talk? Prop, can we talk prop bets? You can talk prop bets. What's your favorite prop bet? Do you like the fun ones nah, or do you like the real really ones? Uh, there's actually a prop bet as to. Whether Shanahan, it's 101 to blow another 28 to 3 lead in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's one of the prop bets that's out just, there. That's just cruel. Um, will there be an overtime or a safety? Betting public loves the yes, but only 5% of games have gone to overtime and only 0.067% of games have ever had a safety. Yeah, people will bet on that. Do they have as a, do they have as a prop bet? Whether Antonio Brown will be arrested again this oh, week? Oh, we're going to get to that in yeah. a second because he's got problems um the coin flip just over 50 percent of the bets were on heads but you know the super bowl is not this weekend right i know but i love whoa, whoa, the whoa. ridiculous things that people bet on it just amazes me all the time that that people are willing to do that i don't know why they are jeff oh okay yeah having a bad day sorry about that uh-huh. uh i'm getting yelled at behind the board oh goodness 
Uh, what other bets would you bet on? I wish people were here pre-show. <laughs> yeah, right. I just turned really red in the face, too. Uh, the interesting thing is you can actually now... It's you know not, nobody can hear you right now. We've turned your mic off. It's For the rest of the yeah, show. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it's not just uh, sports and things they can bet on. They can bet on the color of Gatorade, Jeff. Would you bet on the color of Gatorade? And that's not just offshore. That's the difference, though. With Why are we talking about this? Because it's. I think that more people will still watch this game because of the ridiculous things that they can bet on. I still think that that will help the ratings. So you don't want to talk about whether Eli's going to the Hall of Fame. Stop. We'll leave that there. Yeah. You concerned that concussions. There's only so many times we can dump you in one show. You concerned that concussions were up slightly this year? Or is that what you're blaming? No, I'm just asking you. Concussions were up slightly this year. Were you, uh, no, are you surprised I, I, by that? No, at all? Be- because the, the more you bring awareness to anything in the medical field, the more likely you're going to have more, more things reported. So I, it doesn't to me. It doesn't mean that much. Uh, I, look, I think that they're doing every. What more can they do to prevent concussions than they're currently doing? You see, they're going to experiment with a different type of onside kick or a, or a, in the XFL. In the, in, no, in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Instead of doing it as an onside kick, they're, they're going to be able to other? take a fourth and fifteen from the twenty-five yard line. Yeah. And if you get it, then you uh-huh. get the ball back at the forty. Oh, if see, you. It's just one more reason not to watch the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's actually a peek into what they might be going to in the future. Uh, good. Then I don't want to watch it. <laughs> uh, the Saints are having a bad day, Jeff. Yeah. Are, are we going to talk about that? Or are we just going to go away from that? I mean, I think that we need to know more about the story, but it is, it's disturbing, the story that came out today um, about that they're, they're going that there is a group going to court about uh, what's going on with, with uh, priests down there and—, and I don't know why the Saints are involved. That's what's apparently so it has to do with the owner, yes, who was very involved, who since has passed away. Yeah, but but, but the, the team shouldn't be involved. In but that. the team want to like, be involved in community, be involved in, in charitable work. Teams don't get involved in the that. release of emails and yeah. things like that. So there's a lot. But going But I think on there. there's more to be heard. I think the look the real the real story of the week isn't is, is Antonio Brown again. Yeah, because uh, he just can't stay out of the news. They charged just, him with felony burglary with battery. That is a serious charge. That gets you like life in prison. And I don't think he's actually going to get that. No. But they overcharged that a lot. And I don't know where that goes, but he's released on $100,000 bail. Uh, GPS monitoring right now. I mean, you want to talk about a fall. You, I don't know if you mentioned it on air or you texted it to me. The 30 for 30 about his life. It's going to be very It's going to uh, be eye-opening, definitely. Mm-hmm. Why don't we hit the break? When we come back, we'll talk a little baseball with the first woman who coached in major leagues. Stick with us. Sports lets people live their dreams, overcome obstacles, and achieve goals. But what's your unimaginable? Do you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself? To push your limits? The A Fatty clothing brand believes we're all capable of going far beyond we previously imagined. To overcome your obstacles and achieve your goals. Life gives you the chance to push harder dream bigger and to do whatever it takes to conquer the unimaginable and to do it with a fatty on you the original street leisure clothing brand taking you into the weekend with the latest news in the world of sports with the biggest names on and off the field it's the heart of sports each and every friday at 4 p.m on 610 espn with former players reporters and commentators like adam schefter john runyon keith jones trey thomas and doug glanville Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen cover the agony and ecstasy of fandom while weaving in conversations about the impact of sports on society. That's the heart of sports, Fridays at 4 p.m. This is Dan Baker. 
public address voice of the Philadelphia Phillies. And you're listening to the Heart of Sports with Jeff Cohen and Jason Springer. Welcome back to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. While we work on getting our guests, Jeff, why don't we talk a little Flyers right now? Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Gritty had a bad week. No, he didn't. <laughs> Look, li- leave it alone, okay? Anybody who wants to, to, to get on Gritty, it's all nonsense. Let's just leave it at that. All right. Okay? So he- here's what we should be talking about with the Flyers. Travis Konechny has had a great season. And he's an all-star a great, now. Well, and that's so much my point. This is Travis Konechny's weekend. And we should all be rooting for Travis Konechny because this guy is going to be a star in this town for another eight to ten years, hopefully. Um, I just think it's going to be – I just think – see, you talked about the NFL All-Star Weekend. That's lame. What the, what the NHL has done to transform All-Star Weekend, I think, has made it probably the best All-Star Weekend of any, of any ma- major sport. And they have more new stuff coming. Yeah, but I mean the the skills competition itself is actually pretty interesting. I mean the skating and the speed is good, but but that the sniper shoot that they do where they put the little targets in the corners of the goal, that's that's amazing to me. And and the way that they've done this 3 on 3 competition, it's it's exciting for the entire I mean the the players are clearly invested in what they're doing and the games are they're fast, they don't last a long time. It keeps your attention from start to finish, and so that three-on-three tournament, I think, was a, a work of genius. If you're going to keep an all-star game in any way relevant, that people are going to watch it. Tell me, there's a better all-star game than the NHL all-star game? No, I mean I enjoy that's that's one of my favorite things to watch. It's always been the I've always enjoyed the uh, baseball, uh, basketball, and hockey all-star skills competitions that they do. The the hardest shot is always fun. The the most accurate shot, being able to hit those. They've got some new ones this year, though. Well, they have the women's three-on-three. Three. They have the women's three-on-three. Three, uh, and then they have the Gatorade Shooting Stars, where they're going to be able... <laughs> so they're going to shoot... They're going to be positioned on an elevated platform behind the goal, approximately 30 feet above the ice surface, where they shoot pucks at a variety of targets located on the ice. I would not want to be walking around the concourse. What could go wrong, Jeff? No. (laughs) As an attorney, I could tell you lots. And they're smart by how they're doing it, by the way. So there's going to be 10 players doing it, eight men who are the All-Stars, one American and one Canadian elite woman. And those two players are going to be able to vote it on online on social media. So they're getting some interaction and engagement there. Um, By the way, did you see? Are you a fan of The Office? I'm not as I should like it more. So if you if you watch the NHL playoffs at all last year, St. Louis, one of their biggest or most well-known fans is Jenna Fisher from from The Office. Okay, was constantly on, and she was betting with I think Jonathan Krasinski, who was a fan of the other team, and she actually is one of the the captain of one of the teams this year because I think the All Star Game is in St. Louis. It is. Yeah. Um. Is there anything else? Is it like can't miss for you that you sit and watch it, or you'll catch it if it's on? <laughs> to be fair, I'll catch it if it's on. Yeah, you'll you'll yeah. you're not a. I'm not I'm not stopping to watch all of this stuff. They, like, did you see the thing they added? I think tomorrow, last but... year they added the save streak. Mm-hmm. It's a minimum of four goalies and thirty six skaters. There's a shootout group by divisions where goalies oh, compete to make the most consecutive saves. I just can't wait until saves. Carter Hart's healthy and is in in one of those kind of competitions. He's got a couple more weeks, right, till he gets yeah. back, mm-hmm. till till he's healthy. But the, but the Flyers are treading water. 
I mean, I, look, we're going to have, in my mind, we're going to have a playoff hockey season this year for the first time in a while. They're off until next Thursday uh-huh. when they practice at 2 p.m. in Voorhees before they visit the Penguins next Friday night. Right now, Brian Elliott's won three straight with 83 saves on 83 shots. We talked about Konechny. If you look at him through 47 games, 22-year-old has a career high in assists with 26 after feeding James Van Reems like the other night. Mm-hmm. He's got eight, he's eight goals and seven points away from setting new career highs already. Uh, he's really just coming into his own there. But the Flyers are 17-4-4 four and four at home. Uh, that home disadvantage is something that they haven't had in a long time. Yeah, and when are people going to start you, going and to the games? And when you go, you keep texting me and saying there's nobody here. When are people going to start going to the games? Is I don't. Question. Do you do you think that it's as empty as is it as empty as you keep telling me it is, or, or is it just not sold out? Well, it's definitely not sold out, right. and I don't think it's empty. But there's lots of open seats that surprises me, and I don't know if it's that. The Flyers were always a particular fan base. They were a a slice of, you know, they weren't always fans of other teams. They Mm -hmm. were dedicated to the Broad Street Bullies and the Flyers. And I wonder whether that fan base has eroded so much in the past few years with how uninteresting this team has been. Or what? Have they finally hit the point that they've priced themselves out of the market? Hockey tickets are, are they expensive. the most expensive tickets? No, regular no. tickets in the city, depending I'm, on where you're sitting. I mean, you pay a lot. No, for the I think Sixers the Sixers tickets, are, and they keep raising them. Yeah. So, um, your thoughts after the Flyers come back from the break? They're going to make moves. I mean, it seems like I think they'll make minor moves. I don't think they're going to make any major moves. It seems like they've already brought up a lot of the players from the minors that we were going to well, see here, the Farabees, and the, you know he's gone up and down at times. Right. So you, you so you have Farabee, and you hope to develop him. You have Morgan Frost. You hope to develop him. You have uh, Abby Kubel that you hope to develop. There, there, are, there are a bunch of players that still need to be developed. And it would be short-sighted to make a move that would hurt the chemistry of this team to the point that maybe next year, if you make a move or two, next year, once you figure out where all these young guys fit. And, and remember, there's, we still don't know if and when Nolan Patrick's coming back. To me, that's a big one. Imagine how frustrating that is as a player. Yeah. Be that close to something. Well, especially because, I mean, everybody who saw him knows... Th- that the, the talent is there, and this was, you know, the year that you thought that the talent was going to come out. I mean, this this was the second pick in the draft, and he can't get on the ice through no fault of his own. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, look, if he does get on the ice, you you wonder at that point how much better he's going to be in terms of you know his. Well, I mean, look, we've had Charlie O'Connor on. He thinks he's going to. It'll get straightened out. The question is whether it'll get straightened out before the end of the season, or whether this is a lost season, and we'll just have to wait till next year. So that's another. It's a question mark. You have to. You have to be confident in what you're going to get next year from him, from Morgan Frost, from a couple of these other guys before you start making moves to bring in veterans. Maybe you're better off just w- playing this out, getting into the playoffs, and then in the off season seeing what you need to do. Flyers are three points out of third place in the division, 60 points overall. It's the most points through 50 games since 2011-2012 when they started 30-14-6 and and last won a playoff series. Mm-hmm. They're on pace for 98 points. That would put them in the playoffs. That would be probably their best year since 2011. That's a long time. It's almost a decade since you've had hockey like this played in this city. Right. So it's a long time for a fan base to suffer. It's not quite the Kansas City Chiefs, but it's a while 
for fans to go without anything. I also don't see the level of marketing that I used to see with regard to the Flyers. Do you? I mean, I just don't. Uh, other like other than other than gritty. gritty, right? Gritty is what they market now, and then. You know, other than the headlines this past week, they've done a great job with it. Um, you know, we'll see what, what happens with those headlines. But that has been the push, and it seems like a concerted effort to make Gritty the face of the franchise. We've talked about that for a long time before Carter Hart was here, who is your face of the franchise. You've had Drew and Voracek and those guys here. That hasn't sold it. Right. And so it was a conscious decision at the time to move to Gritty, and it seems like they've stuck with that because it's the best they got right now. So can we talk, go a little bit warmer than ice? Yeah. Can we talk baseball now? 18 days until pitchers and catchers uh, for, report. Forget that, man. I was, I was up in Reading on Tuesday. Tell me how Talking much. Talking baseball. Tell me how excited you were. You were at the. Well, forget me. There were there were about there had to be at least 500 people at this thing. I mean, it was it was a packed conference center that they had for you know the Phillies have this winter car, caravan where they go around with with coaches and players and and talk to talk to the fans and stuff and so I had a chance beforehand to talk to Joe Girardi who by the way I mean I didn't know much about him personality wise he is going to be such a breath of fresh air compared to Gabe Kapler and the surfer dude mentality. Just listening to him talk about baseball makes me feel better about where this he, team is. He knows more about baseball than any of us could ever hope to forget. And he is, he's, I don't want to use the word blunt because that doesn't describe him. He's, he's straightforward in a way that you, you know that he's going to have the player's attention. And he's going to have their respect. And, and, you know, I didn't see them interacting with each other, but Velasquez was also there. And we all, if you've, if you've paid attention this offseason, Joe Girardi has been pretty open about doing something that Vince Velasquez has been rejecting for years But now. Jeff Cohen has begged to happen. Correct. Since we started the but, show together. But, but Girardi, and that's not why I like Girardi, but... but Girardi has said, and he's very smart about it, he's been making sure to make the case that if Vince Velasquez does move to the bullpen, although he hasn't said that he's definitely doing it yet, he could be like Dylan Patances, who he has molded, who was a starter when he was down at Trenton and worked his way up, and then he was made into a, an all-star reliever. And if, if, if he, he doesn't just say, you're going to do it, he says... This is why you should do it. This is why it's best for the team, and this is why it's best for you. And and I think is a guy like that is a guy that people are going to run through a wall for. And I, I'm not telling you that it doesn't get old after a while because any coach can get stale after a while. But he's going to come in here, and especially you're not going to have the Hobie Milner incidents that you had. No, when, you're going to have a guy who is going to who has studied the game, who's going to know all of his players, is going to know. You know, he the thing you were talking about at the beginning Defined of the show. Find roles. He is very big on yep. defined roles, and which is the contrast to everything else that we've gone through. Yes, I mean, with Gabe, there was no defined anything. It was it was fly by the seat of your pants with supposedly analytics somehow mixed in. Girardi's going to have a game plan, and he's going to stick to the game plan. And and he's the other thing is he's a cat. He's a former catcher, and for some reason, catchers. But they're very cerebral because they're the only player that actually has to have their head in the game the entire game. And that's why, I mean, we've talked to catchers before. I remember when we talked to Nick Rickles down at, at, at Lehigh Valley and he talked about how mentally you have to be in the game the entire game and why that's so hard 
especially when you go up to hit. And and I, I have a feeling that this is going to make JT a much better player, too. Well, you got some clips and questions while you were out there, so why don't we play a couple of them? First, we've got Reese Hoskins. Well, why, don't we, why don't we play, if we can, play JT you want, first? You want to play JT yeah. first? Uh-huh. All right, we'll play, J, we'll play your question to him on JT Real Muto and his response. In addition to having good coaches, you have the benefit of having JT Real Muto as your catcher. How beneficial is it for developing a pitching staff to have somebody like JT? I think it's really important when you have a player that not only is just really, really good at blocking and throwing and, 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 and framing, where guys don't have to so many different things. You also have a player that is very knowledgeable and works really hard to present a plan to that pitcher with the pitching coach and the, the R&D department to get hitters out and, and has the ability to get really in-depth. And that's really important because for your starters to be successful three times or three times through the lineup, you have to be creative sometimes. And JT has that ability. Just the fact that he's going to get to work with him, you're right. I think it's going to make JT that much better. And I think it's going to give faith in Girardi to have somebody that can manage his arms like that behind his plate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and by the way, when you have that, you have the pitchers who are more confident in the pitches they throw because they know how long they're going to be in there. They, they quite frankly— They can do less thinking. Well, th- yes. Th- quite frankly, uh, you know, there are pitchers that— Want, think that they want to be able to control when they come in and out of games and stuff like that. When they don't, when they don't do the thinking, when they just trust the catcher and they coach, they they can just focus on the game, just throwing the ball, and, and they don't have to worry about when they're coming out because they know they don't have any option in this. Girardi's so, going to walk in and say it's time for you to go, and no, there's not going to be any back talk. Somebody else he's got some work to do with who um, has shown a lot of promise but struggled mightily at the end of last season's Reese Hoskins, and you asked him about that. How, what, are you, what are you doing to get Reese Hoskins back to the guy that he was two years ago? Yeah, I mean, that's Joe. Joe Dillon was here for a week and, and worked with him. He's been with him two different times. And, you know, players can bad, have bad hats. And that can happen. So we just spoke about a guy that, well, you know, unless the world ends today, he won't be in the Hall of Fame. Um, he hit on their 200 one half. He's got 3,200 plus hits, right? Sometimes you just have a bad half. I remember Joe Torre telling us, I hit 361 year and I hit 260 the next, and I was the same guy. So for Reese, it's just making sure that mechanically he's sound, making sure that his legs are underneath him, that he's using the whole field, and that he's healthy. And I think if all those things take place, you'll see a big year from Reese. I'm pretty sure the all-star he was referring to was Derek Jeter. By the way, did you hear, did you hear what he said? He didn't just say, "I think he's going to be okay." He said, I, "I think you're going to see a big year from him." So he's not going to need the, it. Well, look, Reese is technically. I know we have Bryce Harper here, but Reese is really the 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 foundation of this team of this era of baseball in Philadelphia. By the way. What's with the Phillies bringing in all of these former Pirates? Is, is, <laughs> they're, is, they're reassembling the 2015 Pirates what, roster. What, and, and by the way, if you're going to do that, how do you not bring Garrett Cole back in? Well, that's the one that I would actually <laughs> want to have on the team. I mean, I think these are good. These these non-roster invitees, they've got a couple good ones. Neil Walker could be a guy who could sneak onto this bench, can play a lot of positions. I mean, it, it could be, that could be an interesting move for them. You think it's enough for the fans? Because I think fans are still not. I know I, they're never I am satisfied. So, you know, th- but 
I think there are legitimate concerns about the bullpen and three, four, and five, and it's not being a pessimist to ask those questions. Yeah, but but there had to be somebody that was willing to sign here. I mean, people cannot complain that Steven Strasburg decided to stay in Washington and that Garrett Cole decided to take a, a, a literally a Brinks truck full of money. You don't have concerns about how much they're leaning on people coming back from injuries in those key bullpen positions? I have worried. The one thing that he said that worries me most is this comment about Ranger Suarez possibly being... Your boy. Just, uh, no, he's not, <laughs> he's, not, he's not the guy that w- makes me feel confident about being the fifth starter. No. That that does worry me. It's not it's not going to do it. But for there's you. another guy that I that I did get a chance to who who pitched who, last year, who did pitch last <laughs> year. That was not that was not his bread and butter. That you know I personally have a soft spot for him. I I, th- I think that as much garbage as he gets around here, it 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 is so when when somebody is sta- snake bitten in their career with injuries. We have seen for years now how hard Roman Quinn works. We see that he does all the right things. His body just seems to fail him at times. And you he's the kind of guy that if you ever met him for 30 seconds, you would root for him for eternity. And you know, getting the chance to talk to him about he's he's just a, he's a good guy, he's a hard worker, he's a team player. He's the kind of guy that you know, he would be a great fourth outfielder on this team. If he can just stay he healthy, can, which you which is a asked huge him if. about, among other things. Let's go to our little conversation you had with Roman Quinn the other night. So, Roman, what, what, what are you looking forward to this season? Uh, just being around a whole completely different staff, man. We have a bunch of new guys, and uh, just getting to know them and uh, building chemistry with, with these guys, and uh, just, just having a good a good year. When do you expect to be going down to spring training and getting away from this weather? <laughs> I'm uh, going to head down February the 10th. Uh-huh. I like to get down there a little early and get in, get in the routine with things. Is everything healthy? Everything is good. Everything is good. What, what was it like going through? I know, I know it's been frustrating for you. What was it like to go through that and, and what did you learn from the experience last year? Uh, it was a couple takeaways, man. And just knowing just knowing my body, listening to my body, uh, knowing when I need to tone down on like early early work or you know, take a break from hitting hitting in the early work, hitting or something like that. So um, you know, just getting in a, um, a consistent routine and um, staying with that consistent routine and uh, try to play a whole season. Are you doing anything different with your routine? Uh yeah, a lot it's just I have more knowledge than I ever had before. Um, or learning different things on what I need to do to prepare for that day. And uh, I'm just going to take it towards the season. So last year, last year when we talked, uh, we talked about your kid. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's it been like being a dad in the offseason? How do you keep yourself uh, focused on just being a dad and not really uh, playing baseball? Oh, they make it easy on yeah? me. Uh, my, my daughter's playing. She's playing basketball right now. Okay. She's five. And, uh-huh. uh, my son is about to be one. He's walking around he's talking a little bit so it's exciting it's exciting to be a father and a, and a husband as well and uh, my, my wife my, my wife keeps me grounded and, uh, she always keeps me motivated and uh, I thank her for that are you coaching I'm not coaching I'm, are you going I, yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm just watching from, from uh-huh. afar I like I like to see my daughter do do her thing and uh, interact with different people so I'm gonna I'm stay away from her for now so how much time have you gotten to spend with Joe uh, we, we spent quite quite a quite I would say I, I met him for the first time a couple of days ago, uh-huh. and um, just um, being around him, you see his presence and uh, what he brings 
the table. What are you looking forward to in having him as a manager and, like, and the coaching staff that you're now dealing with? Uh, I'm just looking forward to everyone, man. Just gaining knowledge from them, uh, knowing that they've been around the game a, a long time, so trusting what they what they tell me and uh, what, and see and see and see how it goes, man. And, uh, just like being around people like that, uh, it, it make it motivates you, it makes you want to be better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're you're now getting to a point where where you're now the major league guy. What 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 do you do when you go down to spring training that you impart on the younger guys? Just to keep grinding, man. Just not that you're old. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to keep grinding. Uh, uh-huh. Just to um, take every day as uh-huh. it comes, and uh, just knowing that you're gonna have failures, and um, just learning how to deal with those, and uh, keep moving forward. How, now, you probably were given that same advice. How hard is it to like keep yourself in the speed of the game instead of like getting ahead of yourself when you're a young guy and you're this far from the major leagues? It's tough. It's tough to do because you know you have social media these days, and you, you see different things. Uh, on different social media sites, and whether it's good or bad, uh, just say avoiding things like that, man. Just avoiding things and knowing, like, and working on what you need to work on at that level. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the only thing you can control. Everything else is out of your control. Social media, is it something that you participate on, or once you get to the season, you kind of tune it out? Uh, I kind of tune it out once yeah. I get to the season. But uh, in the off season, I enjoy it a little bit just because I have my kids around. Uh, and my wife enjoys it, so yeah. Like I, I, social media during the season is something I like, kind of push to us. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Roman. Look forward to watching you this season. Jeff, I, I do like him, and I it bugs me that he just hasn't been able to get over that injury challenge. We've talked to him for the last two years. Mm-hmm. We talked to him when he was in the minors. We've talked to him when he's been up and down. He always has a good attitude about it, despite what he's going through. I just hope he can stay healthy. So you think we should do it again this year? What? Think we should t- uh, do the minor league show again? I thought you already told him we were doing the minor league show again. We are. I didn't even realize you were having the conversation with me about it. I thought it was just you decided we're doing it. Oh. Yeah. No, we're doing it. We're going to do it. We're yeah. Gonna do the high so, ups. For, so for for anybody that got to listen in the past year, couple years or wants to listen, we're going to be back on six to six thirty, uh, leading into the Reading games this season on starting in Thursday April. Thursday nights, right? Yeah. We'll be back out there. We'll uh, we'll get some interviews around the minor league system. Look, I'm interested to see how the changes on the big team trickle down and filter down into what they do in the minor leagues. You've got some movement around of some of the coaches and players there. Going to have different philosophies now that they're they're going to have different coaching up at the major league level. They're going to be mm-hmm. looking for different things, not telling them to take pitches at the start like they were. You know, that, that's been some that, issues. You know, th- again, going back to Reese Hoskins, that's going to be the biggest thing. Does he? I mean, c- can he get back to the player that he – look, he was not a, a, a non-selective hitter before. He wasn't a wild swinger. He just became overly he, he Yeah. He, I mean, and putting him as the leadoff hitter was just – I mean, to me, was the disaster of disasters to do that to him. Just you know, your, this is this is a cleanup hitter. He was a traditional first like baseman cleanup hitter. It's like an easy bake hitter. oven. Set it and forget it. Don't get too creative with this. Easy bake this oven. This is not too difficult. Seriously? Yep, I went there. All right. Rutgers was ranked for a couple minutes. Congratulations. <laughs> the men's basketball team for the so first that's time it, in that's, 41 years. So, and then they went and lost to the University so of Iowa. On if my math is correct, in the year 2061, they I'm should be ranked be again? I'm really old at that point. Yeah? Yes, I'm going to be like 82 at that point. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope that I'm around to see them ranked again in 41 years. We'll I, can, see if I can't believe you didn't have the Rutgers fight song queued up and ready If to they would have won, I would have yeah. done it, but I thought it might have been a little bit much well, since but they you, lost. W- when you're Rutgers, 
Can you afford not to take advantage of the second that you have? I've talked about them, haven't I? Well, no, but but we, the whole if they won thing. It, look, don't worry, I'll surprise you with it one day. They yeah, do but play they, Nebraska. They'll stink again. They do play Nebraska at home again right. uh, on Saturday. Not a Woo-hoo. very good team. So I'll be there in a couple weeks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll see. Look, that'll be a the rack is a but for people who have not been there. The rack is look, one of the best places in college basketball. Their record at home, I believe, they are still undefeated at home this season. If they go into that Michigan game undefeated at home, still, yeah. that's going to be a loud, loud atmosphere to play yeah. in for Michigan. I'll have to bring my earplugs. Bring your earplugs, yep. Jeff. Uh, we got. It, about- it'll be the first time that I've been there since they joined the Big Ten that that I'm guessing the Rutgers crowd will greatly. Exceed oh, that's going to be a Rutgers crowd. crowd. Yeah, yeah, that that's not going to be one where mm-hmm. people are getting rid of their tickets. I don't think. Uh, but you've been you've been to that building. Is is it? Not I love one, it. It's one of the best in college basketball. It's a lot of fun to see a game. There's about eight thousand, eighty five hundred people. Uh, it's an intimate place to see a game, and it gets loud in there when you see a game. It's definitely a fun place. All right, so you got your Rutgers stuff out of the way. It's almost soccer season, Jeff. Did I you know. know that? Two next minutes week. left. Next week, preseason. Next week, they start on the road against Atlanta United. Regular seasons kicks off one month from that. Sweet New Jerseys. They do have sweet yeah. new jerseys. Not everybody's happy with it, but I like It's not it. the jerseys they're not happy. It's just that they're whining that they didn't have some special event instead of announcing them at the Sixers game. Wow. Which, to me, was a good marketing move. The first home game, we'll see whether I make it there. Talent Energy Stadium, March 14th. That mm-hmm. should be a fun atmosphere down there. Um, Playoffs again this year? Look, you would think that that's going to be the goal for them. They, they're going to have some turnover no on the roster. Intended. But... <laughs> God, I didn't even realize that. That's <laughs> terrible. Uh, they've had some turnover on the roster this year, so you'll see you know, how it all matches up. But they did announce today that they were going to bring back El Cino. So that make you happy? Yeah, I think that he was a, he was a big player for them last season. I want to see how he's going to fit into whatever alignment they're going. I'm just not sure. Well, I, I think if they use him the same way they used him towards the end of the season where he comes in in the second half and provides that jolt to the team. Uh, Curtin used him very well. He did. Yeah. He did him. He used him very well. Jeff, uh, I'm going to speed up. We got 30 seconds left in the show. PGA is trying to speed up their pace of play. You think it'll work? No. No? Yeah. They're going to give penalties for people going too slow. Sure. Uh, excessive I can't. Of time. I can't wait to see this actually happen. Now, the PGA Tour has started. There have been several tournaments already. Has it happened? I don't know. If anyone takes more than two minutes to hit a shot without a good reason two for minutes. doing so, you're given an excessive shot time. You know what they need to do? They need to bring in Matt Cord to yell, two minutes, two right minutes. before. That's going to be the last thought for this week. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.